Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. Well, I have uh, some thoughts on the election. And uh, then we're going to go ahead and discuss these ballot measures that were voted on. And I'm going to hit on a few of the very important ones. But a lot of these ballot measures aren't being talked about. And I don't really understand why. Well, I do understand why it's because we're being bombarded by uh, President Trump fighting the election results. And we still don't have a certified winner by the state legislators for the next president of the United States. I am a thoughtful conservative, not a spoiled one. The Republicans have a major role to play in shaping the future of this country. I am talking to you proud that roughly 160 million people voted in 2020. And even if evidence of voter fraud is found, that number itself is staggering. I showed up on election day. And I voted. I cast my ballot for economic growth, lower taxes, and for no more endless wars. I overheard a certain pastor calling for us to think generationally. That really resonated with me. When I vote, I vote generationally. I couldn't help but agree more with that pastor. I may not be the best person to analyze the election. By the look of it, nearly 77 million people got it wrong. However, I too have gotten things wrong. This was a choice election. An election to decide the face of our nation for the next four years. People vote and don't vote for specific reasons. There are still roughly 70 million people that could have voted but did not. That is an increasingly large number of people that could have swayed this election one way or another. How do you tap into that other 70 million people 
that didn't vote? That's a question that is worth an answer. I believe those are people that would vote if you could convince them they could be part of the process. Whether they like it or not, the political decisions made across this country affect them. Why not have a say? Why not show up and vote? In our country, you have a say. In other countries, they still don't. My mother is political. My father was not. They both voted. Every election, my mother still votes. My father no longer with us. Rest in peace. God bless his soul. They both cared about their future, my brother's future, my future. I was raised Catholic. I went to public school during the week. Catholicism class on the weekend in church. I loved hanging out with my friends in the neighborhood. We played sports. We played games. We were always hungry and always eating. We got into mischief. We had our differences, but we learned from our mistakes. And we never let it divide us. We never really talked about politics. We always made light of it. The same divisiveness we see in the world today. We didn't even have, as you would expect, from rowdy children, like my friends and I were. That says a lot about the work we all have to do to leave this country. The soil you stand on, better than we found it. You can be doom and gloom. You have a right to. But I will continue to be optimistic. Maybe you are like me and not satisfied with the way the election went. I say, let it start a fire in you. Let it challenge you to do more than a Facebook comment, a blog, or even a podcast. If you did everything you could, never feel guilty. When things are outside of my control, I leave them in God's hands. His hands work better than mine do. His hands don't get tired. His hands don't need rest. But we do. We the people do need rest. We must refocus as a nation, as a people who are sick of everyday heroes being overlooked for heroes on a big screen. The single mothers are heroes, are they not? The people battling illness and sickness of all kinds are heroes, are they not? The veterans who are homeless, along with other homeless. The hungry children, 
the children in abusive homes, what about them? Have we gone so far as to worry about politics and politicizing the country instead of taking care of our own? We are Americans. We demand economic development in our neighborhoods. We demand jobs. We demand our constitutional right to practice our faith. And it must be upheld and not under siege like it has been in the past. We want what the elite refuse to give us. Do we still want term limits? I do. Do we want more oversight of the IRS? I do. I don't want to live in a lawless society. I think it's important we back the police. You don't have to put a flag up for them or a yard sign or a bumper sticker. But don't look past the fact. They're there when we need them. Sure, I want the police to be held accountable. But I also want all the facts before the media and the outrage mob decide a police officer is guilty before he or she has had a fair trial. Another issue I wanted to touch on is letting other people taint your relationships. Personal and professional. We shouldn't fall in the trap of allowing someone else's words to ruin our day. It's easy to say and hard to do. The sooner we work on that, the sooner we can help ourselves out of whatever hole we're in. We don't know the official outcome of the election because the state legislatures have to certify the results. We can argue about that until the sun comes down. I assure you, whoever will become the next president is going to face many challenges. Challenges that will be unlike any other. We the people also have challenges that we need to overcome. Except these are challenges we have to overcome on an everyday basis. We can plan for the short term, but we need to think big picture. We cannot risk regressing in our neighborhoods, in our communities, after we have come so far to restore order to our constitutional republic that we all live under. My advice is get your house in order. Be receptive to change. Adapt before you fall behind. Above all, stick to the grind. Very big ballot measures were voted on all across the country. You've heard about 
Uh, well, if you follow politics, you've heard about the congressional seats that were up for grabs. You've heard about the Senate seats that were up for grabs and the presidency. I mean, it looks like Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. Now, if Trump can overturn the results, and I've laid this out on Twitter, um, I seem to be the only person that's laying it out this way, but it's the correct way that it would have to happen. They're doing a recount in Georgia now. It's been announced. So there's a recount happening in Georgia. If that was in favor of Trump and they found enough ballots to dismiss enough ballots based on fraud to overturn it for Trump, that'd be one state they have to do it in. Then they'd have to do it in Wisconsin, which it's not out of the question. And then they would have to do it in Arizona. Trump's legal team would have to find the evidence. Um, and also they would have to trigger a manual reek. Uh, they would have to either hit the manual recount or if the manual recount doesn't go into effect, um, they ask for the recount like they did in Wisconsin. So we'll get one there. So there's about three states there that if you could flip those, he, Trump holds on to North Carolina. That would put him at 269. That would leave Joe Biden at 269. As long as everything else is on par and there's not enough fraud to overturn anything else. And the reason I say Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia is because those are the slimmest uh, margin for error for the Trump campaign. So, it's a long haul. Is it possible? Well, we've seen what 2020 has brought us. Um, anything is possible, but it does look like in all reality that Joe Biden is going to be the 46th president of the United States. Now Trump's still going to be the president until January 20th, 2021. So we still have President Trump who's going to be in there through Christmas, through New Year's Day, all the way up until the 20th of January. So there's a lot that's going to be done. Trump's still making a lot of moves. Shuffling a lot of people around. Um, he's ha he's always had national security as a top interest for the country. Uh, they're saying he's packed his uh, national security team with uh, loyalists, and that's fine if they want. If that's what the media wants to say, I'd rather focus on this today with you instead of the, all the gossip. I'd rather focus on the ballot measures. And pointing out a few of these to you that really, really stand out and really, really show where some of these, uh, some of the voting, uh, voting population in these states are that are going to affect the whole state, uh, based on how they voted in this election. So Alabama had quite a few, uh, ballot initiatives and, uh, you could see on when you look on their scorecard here, they are all lit up green, except for one. And that one is actually one that came back from March 3rd, 2020, which changes uh, to the state educational board, including requiring members to be appointed by the governor. And that failed. Um, what did pass was uh, on the subject of suffrage, states that only a U.S. citizen who is 18 years or older can vote in Alabama. So it's just changing the language basically, um, but also making sure that the language of the Constitution reads 
only a citizen of the United States that's 18 years of or older can vote instead of every citizen. So it's changing from every to only. And it's just to clear up any confusion um, in Alabama state constitution. But Alabama also uh, provides a stand-your-ground law applicable to individuals and churches in Franklin County. And they voted yes on that. They also did the same thing for Lauderdale County in Alabama, and that passed. So Alabama was uh, on top of really the what I take away from Alabama is they're just they just want liberty. They want their liberty to be protected in the language of the Constitution. And overall, uh, they cleaned up. I mean, there's one uh, ballot initiative that's still out there. It hasn't been called, but usually, if it hasn't been called, it's leaning no. Uh, makes changes to ju- judicial law, court systems, and procedures. That's still up in the air. Um, but like I said, if it hasn't been called, it's usually no. Not all the time, but most of the time. Um, and then they 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 didn't do anything that was uh, outlandish, unless you're just you don't like guns, and then the stand your ground. Law raises eyes. I have some friends that don't like the stand your ground law too much. Um, I'm all for it, but I mean, that's, we're all entitled to our opinion here in Alabama. They voted on those means, uh, for Franklin County and Lauderdale County. Those, those measures both passed amendment number five and amendment number six in Alabama. In Alaska, both these are still up in the air. Uh, they want to increase taxes on certain oil production in the north slope so it's not just taxes you know you may think your state's the only ones raising taxes no it's across the country um believe me if they feel like they can get it passed they'll put it on there or they'll just put it on there get it in front of people's eyes right now it looks like it's not going to pass with 64 percent of the people saying no um 35 percent saying yes so it looks like uh, smart people in Alaska, and if you didn't know, they also went for Trump. Their state, their three state delegates also went for Trump, so that's nice. Are uh, their three electoral votes changes to Alaska election policies, including top four primaries, ranked choice voting, and campaign finance laws? Now that one's still up in the air. Um. There's, you know, this is something that they would have been running advertisements for uh, in Alaska. And this looks like the no's have it with 56%. Again, it says precincts reporting 100%. It just hasn't been called yet. But it looks like a no. Looks like a no-go. So Alaska looks like they're going to have two no votes on both of their ballot measures. It's not a bad thing. You go to Arizona, uh, they're one of three states in this election cycle to legalize recreational marijuana um, and the recreational possession and use of marijuana with Proposition 207 that will forever be known in Arizona. And I applaud them. I think I think it's, you know, I'm one of those 
free thinkers, conservative principles. But, you know, if you really believe in that, you got to believe in liberty. And I have a liberty to uh, smoke marijuana if I want. And if I don't want to smoke it, I don't have to smoke it. Um, it shouldn't be up to the government. They already have enough control. I don't need them deciding what I'm doing in my own house. Um, I'm a little bit more uh, of an independent free thinker that way. Um, and the yeses have 59.96% of almost 2 million people, 1,926,822 people voted yes to uh, smoke the ganja. And uh, there was a resounding no vote. 40% did say no. But the yes has it. Um, and it's a very happy day in Arizona. They also uh, one-upped my state in Illinois, and they're giving people six plants. You can grow no more than six marijuana plants in the residence, um, as long as you're 21 or older. And as long as the plants are within a lockable, enclosed area and beyond the public view. So you can, you, you get six plants, people. You know, you'll never uh, be paying for the weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, well, people will pay that won't grow it, but smart people could have a plant or a couple plants, and you're not going to be paying. You're going to have a nice little setup and save money if you're going to smoke, and if you're not, then you don't worry about it either way. You're maybe one of those no votes. Uh, Arizona voted to increase the tax on incomes exceeding $250,000 for teacher salaries and schools. And uh, this is, again, tax happy. Um, they felt really good about getting the legalized marijuana. Um, I think a lot of people may have overlooked this. And uh, this enacts a 3.50 income tax in addition to the existing income tax of 4.50 um, on income above two, 250000 uh, or joint f uh, filing at 500000 And it uh, dis distributes this revenue to the teachers. The classroom support, staff salaries, teacher mentoring and retention programs, career and technical education programs, and the Arizona Teachers Academy. This is what they vote on in Arizona. So when they say that Arizona um, went blue, there that may we're do you get the picture that it may not be fraud? That there just may not be fraud. That it's just what happened was this four years more people were able to vote that wanted to. And they went out, uh, especially the college kids and the people that have a bad taste in their mouth for the police. You know, whatever reason it is. It's hard to narrow it down. But what and and there's not really maybe there's there's people out there I know that are that try to do it demographically, but it's hard to narrow down what's in people's hearts. And when you look in Arizona, they're very happy to pass the marijuana and get the weed flowing because they're expecting that tax revenue, 
which they will get over time. And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Again, I'm a proponent of it. Uh, I'm just saying that when it comes to taxes, it's an automatic no for me. And I have a rule of th- I have a rule of thumb about a lot of things, and uh, I, I walk around like that with you know having a rule of thumb for certain situations that commonly come up. And one that commonly comes up, and I've seen it in a few election cycles, is taxes. And you see in Arizona, they want to raise your taxes uh, if you make over $250,000. A lot of people that have a lot of money want to live in Arizona. A lot of your writers, a lot of your um, certain type of uh, CEOs. And it's just because of the fact that you can get a seclusion uh and have a, and live a secluded life where you can uh depending on what your career is or if you're done with your career you can live peacefully and Arizona is one of those places and it's also a place that young people go to and I'm talking young people that are working age and they can have success um because there's a lot of opportunity in Arizona for younger the younger crowd. But what you see here is that Arizona is going liberal. Now, it is it is definitely without knowing too much more than that there's been a massive influx in Arizona of people from states like Illinois, people from states like California, people from states like New York, and surrounding states that are blue, as you see in Nevada, uh, Utah, uh, is red is a red state, but has uh, I wouldn't say they're red as in uh, more than m- like a little bit mod. They're more moderate leaning right, and. Uh, the moderate part of them is almost like a left wing reflection. So that's the way I look at Utah and Nevada is a toss up because it's such a tourist state and the rural areas are not doing well for jobs. And I don't think that boded well for Trump. Um, but that's a, that's a, that's a fact you, if you talk to people from Nevada outside of the Vegas scene, the Reno scene, um, you'll hear that in the rural areas, jobs are not great. And that's what you've seen in a lot of areas. And I, I do think that I heard Trump in a lot of areas because they associate that with him. Um, and that's not necessarily right. Um, it is what it is. When we look at Arkansas, this is a fun state. I like Arkansas. I had a, I, I knew a friend. He had a very big family. They all moved to Arkansas. Uh, they were, they agreed to continue a 0.5% sales tax for transportation. Now, they had an opportunity to get rid of that, but again, they were sold on the tax. And uh, you'll see this come up more when we talk about these ballot measures. And I'm really trying to hit on the the main ones. Term limits. This was a big one. Um, 
that was coming up in different places because it's kind of like like uh Lord Voldemort's name like you bring it up like you get looked at sideways they wanted to change the term limits to 12 consecutive years for state legislators with the opportunity to return after a four-year break and that passed in Arkansas so it changed their current term limits to 12 consecutive years for state legislators with the opportunity to return after a four-year break now i am happy anytime i see term limits on a ballot measure for any state because i'm a big big proponent of term limits please get term limits on every position that is a government a political position any political position or any position deemed deemed political should have a term limit on it and that's just the way i look at politics now and it's only to hold the people hold the people that hold uh that hold this office hold them accountable make them work make them not just be able to sit and campaign they actually have to move the needle and that's what i like about term limits they force they force the politicians to work whether they like it or not because if they don't work they're going to be out of there uh by vote or by term limit so you have two different things working for you and i like that in a uh constitutional republic and i think it's good for a constitutional republic to have that as a part of the democratic process now they wanted to change the initiative process and legislative referral requirements and that did not pass that was a direct democracy and state legislature uh coding uh basically for for it it wasn't going to change anything it was just language uh in the constitution at the end of the day now the biggest state as far as ballot initiatives that really are a little bit mind-boggling is california now back in march 3rd 2020 on the primary they were looking to do 15 million in bonds for school and college facilities that didn't pass uh because they know they don't want to uh, issue but billions in bonds when the country uh, was running into uh, the pandemic. Now, there's one that's still up in the air. Issues 5.5 billion in bonds for states, Simcell Research Institute. This is Proposition 14. This is one that went under the radar. Uh, it should be talked, it should be very, very much talked about, it should be very, very much alive in the public eye. And it's just because California is just so big and they have so much going on. It, it would just, who, you know, who knows what you're going to hear out of California. Um, the yes vote right now is at 51.12%. And this, is 7,506,987 people voted yes to 7,177,675 people who said no. So the yeses are in the lead. It hasn't been called yet. And this would be huge if this passes, which is on the road to being passed. This is on the road to being passed. You know, if you go to ballotpedia.org, you can see all these. Um, but wow, 
that's insane. So that's one good thing California did. Um, as far as taxes go, they struck down a requirement for commercial and industrial properties to be taxed based on market value. And uh, then that would uh, move the revenue to where they wanted to go. The government wanted to go. So they said no. Then they said no. And that was Proposition 15. Then California voters voted no on Proposition 16. This was affirmative action. This dates back to Obama era. Um, and prior to that, with different language, um, repeals, this would have repealed Proposition 209, which is from 1996, which says that the state cannot discriminate or grant preferential treatment based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national ge uh, national origin in public employment, education, or con contracting. And they voted no. One of the most liberal states in the country voted no on affirmative action insane uh they had a, a few votes on the topic of uh, su uh suffrage proposition 17 passed that restores the right to vote to people who are convicted felons that are on parole so now you have uh, a new group of voters that will be entering the next election cycle in two years so in two years when the next election cycle comes around and we're voting for con congressional seats and some governorships, you will be seeing felons vote in California. It's coming, my friends. Uh, they did vote no on allowing 17-year-olds who will be 18 at the time of the next general election to vote in primaries and special elections. That one I'm up in the air on. I'm, I'm like a coin flip on that. I don't care either way. Whatever. You're 17, you're 18, whatever. But, you know, when I've, the first time I voted, uh, by the time the election came, uh, I was 19 the first time. By the, yeah, the first election I could vote, by the time I could vote, I was 19. Um, and that was just basically because there was no election when I was 18 years old. There was nothing to vote on that year. So the next year, when I turned 19, uh, in that spring primary, I voted for the first time in March in Illinois. It would have been March 15th. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's Voting's fun. It's a fun thing. Everybody should get be happy about voting. You get to learn a lot about different states based on where their population's at and how their population feels about things. This is better than any poll you can get. Um... Changes tax assessment transfers and in, in inheritance rules. So Proposition 19, they passed. So they, they're changing the tax assessment transfers and inheritance rules. So hope, you know, we want that to be for the better. So I'm glad they did that. They vote, they put two, uh, of one vote here on law enforcement. That was a no vote. Makes changes to policies related to criminal sentencing charges, prison release and DNA collection. So they're looking to make changes in California, and that did not pass in Proposition 20 as far as law department, law enforcement goes. Um, in housing, expanding local government power to use rent control, they uh, voted that down. And they were smart for that because some people are getting a better deal than others. And once you allow the government to come into play, 
then it becomes a little bit tricky and borderline borderline communism. So you want to stay away from that. You want to stay away from allowing the local government into too much of uh, your life. You, you don't want them uh, just as much as the federal government and the, the larger state government body. You don't want them in your life. You're trying to minimize government's role in your life, not maximize government's role in your life. The goal is to get the most efficiency out of the government agencies we have. We're looking for efficiency. Everybody talks about production, be productive. Well, we need efficiency. If you're doing a lot, that's one thing. But if you're just doing a lot of nothing, then that's another uh, t- that's another story. You know, we then we have to have that conversation. We need to be efficient. Our politicians need to be efficient, not just productive. There's a there's a big difference. We need to be hitting our marks and hitting our targets and being able to hold up the accomplishments and actually point to how it's working and how that success can be used in other places if people want to bestow that upon themselves. And that's that's real uh, conservatism. That's grassroots. So, good move on law enforcement, good move on housing in California, and business. Consider app-based drivers to be independent contractor and enact several labor uh, policies related to app-based companies. And they voted yes, Proposition uh, 22, a slap in the face to um, unions, a slap in the face to the Democrat machine unions, um, and, I mean... They are baffled. They are bad. They really are. They are. I'm telling you, the labor unions in California are uh, pissed about this because it's not a good sign, Um, especially uh, with what's going on as far as Biden wanting to undo the rules Trump put in place on labor collective bargaining agreements and uh different rules he set on uh the unions from gaining power that will all ultimately go to the supreme court they wanted to replace cash bail with risk assessments for suspects awaiting trial and they voted no so they did not get rid of cash bail um, that was one thing that's been talked about in uh, some other areas of the country, but here in California, they're not getting rid of the cash bond. Still going to have the cash bond. Health, another health care uh, interesting one. They voted no one requires physician on site at dialysis clinics and consent from the state for a clinic to close. So uh, they voted no on that. They just want the, you know, they don't want a third party there, a middleman there. They just want the government to be able to close in on a clinic when they see it needs to be closed. Um, so I would the yes vote would have made more sense there if they if they would have broke that down on Proposition Twenty Three, Proposition Twenty Four, um, because Proposition Twenty Three, if you would have said yes to that, you would have put a check in place in a 
against a uh, against the county health, uh, local county health uh, or uh, department and the state health department. Um, so that would have been a good check, in my opinion, because, you you know, when you're not you have to confront authority, but you have to confront authority with uh, the law. And this was a way to do it. So they failed on that aspect. Um, when you look at business, uh, they ex- they expanded the provisions uh, the provisions of the California Consumer Privacy Act, the CCPA, creates the California Privacy Protection Agency to implement and enforce the CCPA. So just more money is what they're getting out of that. That's just more money, more taxpayer dollars going to that. They dress that up as something that it's not, but that's okay. Colorado, another fun, this is a fun state. Colorado's so fun. Everybody loves it. They love it. I'm going to start whipping through these now. We're talking about Colorado. Focus on Amendment B, taxes and property is a subject. Uh, the voters have voted to repeal the Gallagher Amendment of 1982, which limited the residential and non-residential property tax assessment rates so that residential property taxes amounted to 45% of total share of state property taxes and non-residential property taxes amounted to 55% of the total share of state property taxes. So they've repealed that amendment. Um, Looking at Amendment C, this one... uh, It hasn't been declared yet, but the yeses are in the lead with all precincts reporting. Um, And it looks like the yeses have it. Requires charitable organizations to have existed for three years instead of five. Uh, To obtain a charitable gaming license. Um, This is for bingo and other gaming activities. Um, And this is legal as long as. Uh, the operators of the activities do not get paid more than minimum wage. We have uh, suffrage uh, under Amendment 76, which amends the Colorado Constitution to state that only a citizen. So again, you've seen this in a few other places where they're changing the language of the Constitution from every citizen to only a citizen of the U.S. who is 18 years or older. Uh, can vote in federal, state, and local elections instead of the existing language that says every citizen who is 18 years or old can vote. So, just changing the language there. Then we go to gambling. And Colorado, big news, allowed voters in Central City, Blackhawk, and Cripple Creek uh, to expand gaming types and bet limits. So, gambling expansion in Colorado underway. Tobacco and taxes. Uh, proposition EE and the last proposition was Amendment 77 or I should say the last amendment was Amendment 77 so Proposition EE this focuses on tobacco and taxes which uh, has come up before increases taxes on tobacco creates a new tax on nicotine products such as e-cigarettes dedicates those funds to education and health programs it all sounds good in theory but really what it does is uh, hurt small businesses that rely on those sales I'll keep that in mind. Well, when you're talking about public safety and interstate commerce, um, you're talking about 
something that uh, in history has conflicted with each other many times. Um, when we look at Proposition 114, reintroducing gray wolves on public lands, uh, the subject is forests and parks and uh, also the environment, and the yeses are going to have this. Uh, they're going to be reintroducing gray wolves onto public lands. There was a Proposition 115, which I'm very happy that it made it um, to Colorado voters for them to uh, decide on. And this is uh, over the subject of abortion, which is a very hot button issue in this country. Uh, this would prohibit abortion after 22 weeks of gestational uh, age. I, I couldn't say that right, but you get the point inside the womb. Um, so after 22 weeks, prohibiting abortion, Colorado voters uh, shot that down, which is very disappointing. But I'm proud that it was on the ballot um, and that people did get a chance to see this. It will, This proposition will be back. Um, but it was it was good to get it out there, get it in front of the voters here in Colorado. Proposition 117, or let me go to Proposition 116. This folks on taxes uh, decreases the state income tax rate from 4.63% to 4.55%. So Colorado in a situation where they're feeling fine and they they feel like they must be doing well enough to lower taxes. Proposition 117 focuses on taxes again in Colorado. Requires voter approval of new enterprise that are exempt from TABOR. Their revenue is greater than $50 million within its first five years. And that one still uh, hasn't been officially uh, called yet. And when you go and look at the actual votes that are cast, it's interesting to see that on many ballot measures, you just see a lot less votes um, than actually on candidates. And the yeses look like they're going to have it here um, by a good margin there. So that's uh, something else Colorado's doing. And then uh, on the topic of health care, establishes a program for paid medical and family leave on Proposition 118, and they pass that resoundingly. Um, no hiccup there. So Colorado, uh, very progressive, uh, this election cycle, uh, their voters were very progressive in their decisions on these, uh, ballots. Some again, uh, as far as gambling goes, as far as gray wolves go, um, I'm all for it. As far as Abortion, I think they got it wrong. I think the voters of Colorado got it wrong here, um, but that's okay. Um, establish a program for paid medical family leave. You know, I'm fine with that Proposition 118. There, there should be some something like that for men and women who have their firstborn or after that, you know, so on and so forth. Florida uh, had, had quite a few things to vote on. Uh, Amendment 1 under the topic on the subject of suffrage. It states in the state constitution that only U.S. citizens who are 18 years or older can vote in federal, state, local, or school elections. So just clearing up the language. Increases the state minimum wage to $15 by 2026. The voters decided yes. Amendment number two focused on the minimum wage and it passed. Florida just becomes a, another state added to the list. 
of rising uh, number of states that want a higher minimum wage. Uh, Amendment number three failed. Uh, This revolved around elections. This would have established a two-top, two-open primary system for state office primary elections, and they voted that down. It's it's too screwy uh, to be doing that. Um, I'm against it, so I'm glad Florida voters get these things right, in my opinion. Requires, uh, direct, this is Amendment 4, subject direct democracy, requires a voter-approved constitution amendment to be approved by voters at a second general election. So not only do you have to uh, vote on the ballot measure, but then they would have to be approved again in a second uh, general election which would take even longer for them to be enacted, um, and a possible chance that it, they do not happen at all. And the voters shot that down, because that's just too long. You're, that's really just a stalling game that it would end up being played out. Amendment number five, focus on taxes. Increase the period during which a person may transfer Save Our Homes benefit to a new homestead property from two years to three years. Uh, that passed. Amendment number six, focused on taxes, allows a homestead property tax discount to be transferred to the surviving spouse of a deceased veteran. That also passed. So, Florida voters resoundingly support the veterans, support minimum wage, shooting down um, election nonsense about creating some type of two-top open primary system. No, 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 no. We don't want all that. In Georgia, they only had uh, three ballot measures. Amendment number one revolved around taxes. Um, Authorized the Georgia legislature to dedicate tax or fee revenue to the public purpose for which the taxes or fees were imposed. Voters in Georgia decided yes. Amendment number two, administration of government is a subject. Allows residents to seek declaratory relief from state or local laws that violate the state constitution or state law and uh, Georgia voters resoundingly supporting that ballot measure. Then we come to referendum A, the last ballot measure revolving around taxes. And this exempts uh, from property taxes, property owned by a 501c3 public charity. If the property is owned exclusively for the purpose of building or repairing single-family homes, and the charity provides interest-free, uh, interest-free financing to the individuals purchasing the home. And overwhelming response was yes. So three ballot measures for Georgia, all three passed, all three of the states' population felt like they wanted, and they now have. In Idaho, they have decided uh, on one ballot measure that was a yes. And there was some confusion in the state constitution that said uh, Idaho will have 30 to 35 state legislative districts. Now, they've changed that to make sure it says there are 35 state legislative districts. So it's a state legislative measure would be the subject, but really it's just changing the wordage of the Constitution. In Illinois, one ballot measure, one lonely ballot measure, so many things that need to be done in in the state. And we have one. 
allow for a graduated income tax amendment, and it failed, massive fail, epic fail for Illinois Democrats and top Illinois Democrat uh, governor, J.B. Pritzker. His, uh, basically this was the Pritzker tax. He was, tr- he's, he's a governor, like many governors who want to hang their hat on something. Um, and this is something he was trying to hang his hat on, but I want everybody to take a moment and look at the hypocrisy. In Arizona, in Illinois, Illinois, a hardcore blue state, but in Arizona, that's just now going blue. They have tried in Arizona. They succeeded. They fooled the voters there, but in Illinois, they couldn't fool us here because they, they didn't dress it up well enough. They didn't dress the mannequin up well enough to fool us. And what we seen was more taxes from people that we can't trust and we have no oversight on after our vote is cast. So with that being said, we didn't want any more taxes because it has come back to bite us really hard. Now in Arizona, they're going to find out they're going to find that out the hard way. Because what they did in Arizona was say, well, this is a a tax for the children, help the children, help future generations, to help your children, help your grandchildren, perhaps. And this is the way they dressed it up. A very, very good smoke and mirrors type of scene here. And Arizona had worked. But here in Illinois, it didn't work because we've seen the smoke and mirrors. But you had the governor who was asked by liberal media outlets to hold off. You know, you, do you think, uh, Mr. Governor Pritzker, that it's a good idea to hold off on this graduated income tax amendment until the next election cycle? Why don't you just wait two years? Why do it right now? Wait two years when you're up for election and put it on the ballot. Two years from now makes a lot of sense. Well, even four years from now makes a lot of sense because we're going through a pandemic. And in two blue states, which I don't believe Arizona's officially a blue state. I think it went blue this election. I think that that's still up in the air, whether that's going to hold or not. But what we do know is what we can see and and, and tell right away. You could tell right away that when they say they're going to tax the rich, there's really no way to just tax the rich. And, you know, when you do, when you file your income taxes, that's one thing. But just based on how you live, where you live and things like that, decide the rate of your taxes on a lot of things. So it's more local than it is top down. It's more up. It's more trickle up than it is trickle down with taxes. So what happens with Illinois is we're going through a pandemic. You have a governor who told everybody stay home, who told everybody don't go anywhere except to work or, you know, an absolute, you know, you have to go to the doctor or, you know, just, you know, whatever a necessity would be to you. But outside of that, stay home. And then they wanted, then they did the lockdown here. State did a lockdown where only people that could work were going to work and 
remember it was the frontline workers and we're just trying to slow the curve and everybody was taking it serious then they lifted the lockdown come to find out we are having the election the governor still won't pull the ballot measure and uh he got a resounding no because people it's a pandemic you said this was his words not mine his we're in a pandemic and in the midst of a pandemic you want to raise taxes forget for a second who we're raising taxes on let's just talk about that simple phrase you want to raise taxes in the middle of a pandemic the hypocrisy is real your mainstream news organization you know your favorite mainstream news organization is not going to get this light of the uh, light of day but we all know what this is we all know the shenanigans it's nothing new it's nothing uncommon but what it shows you is that there's a real disconnect and a lack of decency and a lack of respect for working class men and women that are not wealthy um that many working class men and women are still below the poverty line and there's a lack of respect for people in these groups which are a large number of the people that go and vote many who vote democrat and don't even know the same people that say they're helping you are the same people trying to raise your taxes and what i look at as one of the most blatant disregards for the constitution i've ever seen in the state of illinois in my lifetime i can't speak on other people's lifetimes but in my lifetime this has been one of the greatest betrayals of the united states constitution and the united states public to try and raise taxes during a pandemic and change the language in the constitution of our state of illinois like they did in arizona but just the simple fact of trying to change the language in the constitution to make it so that they can raise taxes whenever they would like without the voters having a say they want you in a sense to forfeit your common sense they want you to hand your what you know is common sense over to them i urge you i really truly do urge all of you that hear this never give in never stop believing and questioning and fighting that's what has gotten us this far that's what will continue to push us forward as a country and as a people that live in this country that we love that we care about that we don't want people to litter up we don't want people to desecrate statues we don't want people to do all types of heinous acts in public it's fundamental to our well-being that we get along in iowa very important ballot measure they only had one 
and the one they had was really attacked by the rage mob in the media, by the hardcore leftist radicals in the in the media. And I'm sure there's some conservatives that may not know exactly what the Constitutional Convention is or is about. Maybe they've heard of it. But in Iowa, the voters in Iowa, with this ballot measure not passing, have let the entire nation down. You won't see it right now. You won't feel it right now. You may never exactly feel it. But they did let us down. And the reason Iowa voters let us down, not the people of Iowa, but the voters in Iowa, they let us down. And to be exact, that way, you know, we make sure we're being specific. The Constitutional Convention did not pass in Iowa. It was on the ballot in uh, one other one other uh, territory, U.S. territory. Um, and it did not pass here. Uh, resounding no. They didn't want a Constitutional Convention. It wasn't explained properly. You could go through all the scenarios of why it didn't pass. It was a pretty big whopper of a no. So 979,000 people. And some change. Really let America down. We need this constitutional convention. We need it now more than we've ever needed it. And I really mean that. And voting no on this one, it was the only ballot measure on the ballot. It was just, number one, a lack of the uh, support from Republicans and conservatives alike, because they are two different things, whether you like it or not. Conservative and conservatives and Republicans aren't the same. They vote the same, but they aren't the same. It's not the same ideology. It's not the same mindset. It's not the same policy. So when we're talking about the Constitutional Convention, this is something that all sides are going to be involved in. But they don't, they didn't want that here in Iowa. They just thought this was a cheap attempt by the Republicans and the conservatives to grab power. And that's what the media gave the voters the bait of that. And they took it. And it's, it, that, that's a very sad, solemn mark on the ballot scorecard right there. In Kentucky, two amendments. One passed, one did not. The one that did pass was Marcy's Law, which is, uh, if you didn't know, Marcy's Law, victim rights, crime, you know, you have a right to be notified if the person uh, you have that you uh, press charges against is released from jail or escapes jail. And you could go through all the different rights. You, you get a lot, uh, the victim gets a lot of rights. A lot more rights than they have. A lot more transparency for the victim as well. And the victim's families in many cases. Oh, so Marcy's Law added to the Kentucky Constitution. They wanted a constitutional amendment number two for term limits. Extends the office terms of Commonwealth attorneys and district judges. And changes licensing, licensing requirements. And that was shot down. That was a big no there. Louisiana. Yeah, quite a few things to uh, kind of pick from here. A lot of amendments. 
seven total. And in amendment number one, uh, abortion was the topic. And in, in Louisiana, they proved, they, the voters approved that there, uh, is no right to an abortion or abortion funding in the state constitution. So it's a huge, huge blow to, uh, Planned Parenthood. Huge blow to many different uh, organizations that are abortion happy uh, and downright abortion crazy. Amendment number two, taxes and natural resources, allows the presence or production of oil or gas to be taken into account when assessing the fair market value of an oil or gas well for ad valorem property tax purposes, and that passed. Amendment number three, state government finances. Allows the state Louisiana legislator through a two-thirds vote in each chamber to use up to one-third of the revenue in the budget stabilization fund to cover the state's costs associated with a federally declared disaster that has been approved. A lot of disasters get declared in Louisiana. They voted no on Amendment 4. Uh, topic was state government finance change the state's expenditures limit growth formula that was shot down amendment number five was also shot down that was revolving around taxes uh, that would authorize a property tax exemption for property that is subject to an agreement with local government so it's good they shot that down amendment number six taxes again increasing the income limit from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand for those who qualify for the special assessment level for residential proper property receiving the homestead exemption. So that was uh, also another one that goes after real, basically devils in real estate. Amendment number seven, state government finance creates the unclaimed property permanent trust fund and allocates investment revenue to the general fund. So I'm sorry to tell you this is a slush fund. I don't know how it's going to be used um, besides the way they have it worded which is very broad. So that was Louisiana's highlights. And like I said, they had a lot to choose from. There was a lot of ways they could go. Um, and it's just very, very interesting to see. Pick up a lot of things from these ballot measures. In Maine, they voted no to repealing uh, the law eliminating religious and philosophical exemptions from vaccination requirements for students and healthcare employees. Um, so they were trying to repeal the law that eliminates religious and philosophical, philosophical uh, exemptions from vaccination requirements for students and healthcare employees specifically. This is, uh, was question number one. Uh, that was done in March 3rd, so it didn't make it to the no, uh, the the later ballot. Then there's July 14th. Uh, they authorized 15 million in bonds, and then uh, that was for high-speed infrastructure. They authorized they authorized 105 million in bonds for trans transportation infrastructure projects. Again, Maine taking care of infrastructure on their own terms. Um, and yeah, I do believe that uh, high-speed internet is part of infrastructure. Absolutely. Um, it, it has to fall under 
you know, in some way or another utility or uh, somehow fitting into infrastructure one way or another. In Maryland, question one authorizes uh, the Maryland General Assembly to increase, decrease, or add items to the state budget as long as the measures do not exceed the total proposed budget submitted by the governor. That passed. Uh, then question two, gambling. They authorize sports and events wagering at certain licensed facilities. So Maryland opens up for gambling. In Massachusetts, question number one, around business regulation, concerns access to me uh, mechanical data in the vehicles on board diagnostics or telematic systems. That passed. They shot down question two, which was to enact a ranked choice voting system for elections in Massachusetts, and uh, that failed. We look at Michigan. Michigan had two initiatives. Proposal number one was for parks. Revised formula for how state and local park funds from trust can be spent. That was approved. Proposal number two for law enforcement. Requires search warrant to access a person's electronic data. That was approved. So Michigan two for two on their ballot measures. And uh, both of them I'm, I'm at peace with. I think for law enforcement, that's definitely a big one for civil liberties. We look at Mississippi. They had three ballot measures. Ballot measure number one. This was for marijuana. Legalizes medical marijuana for qualified persons with debilitating medical conditions. That was passed. Ballot measure number two. Um, removes the requirement that a candidate uh, for governor or state office receive the highest number of votes in a majority of the state's 112 House districts. Um and provide for a runoff election process like what you're seeing in Georgia currently in the Senate race with uh, David Perdue. And uh, I believe the other guy's name is Osteroff, his last name. Ballot measure three, motto and symbols. Ask voters to approve or reject a new state flag design created by the commission to redesign the Mississippi state flag. And that was approved. So Mississippi, you're in force on big changes and that is going to cause a lot of controversy. Missouri. Good old trustworthy Missouri. Now, amendment number two back uh, on August 4th. They expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act in Missouri. This is August 4th of this year. So, November 3rd, amendment number one that was on the ballot for term limits. Sets so a two-term limit for lieutenant governor, secretary of state, state auditor, and attorney general, and that was shot down. That was shot down. Um, and then, really, um, that's one that, with term limits, it's hard to call that one way or another because of the wording. It's about the language. So we're talking about politics we're talking about language language is so important it's so crucial the language of the law the language of this said proposed amendment that sets a two-term limit for lieutenant governor so he could serve for two terms he couldn't come back later on for some other governor and be lieutenant governor 
Secretary of State, same deal. You can't keep the same guy in there. Like, Illinois had the same guy in there since I was born. It's been the same guy. Like, he's just still there. And that's what you get if you don't have term limits. So, they voted no on term limits. That will show up again. That's not going to go away. People want term limits. They didn't here in Missouri, but I just don't think the language was right or worded right. They needed to get this out and explain to people, you know, why they need these term limits. They didn't do a good job of it. Amendment number three, elections and campaigns and redistricting measures. Addressing redistricting process and criteria lobbying, lobbying and campaign finance. Um, that's That's all good and well, but it's a lot of tall talk. It's a lot of tall talk. Whoever is the majority in the legislature, the legislature in the state house, uh, that's who's going to decide who gets the power. Uh, whenever you see uh, redistrict, redistricting. So we go into another great state, another uh, fun state, Montana, Montana. They wanted to remove local government's authority to regulate firearms, including regulation of concealed carry, and it is going to pass. They don't have the fix in here. This is going to pass. Direct democracy. Changes language and constitution to match existing initiated amendment distribution requirements. That passed. Another direct democracy. Uh, this is C-47, the last one was C-46, and uh, under firearms was LR-130. So C-47, changes language, changes language and constitution to match existing initiated statute and referendum distribution requirements that passed. Marijuana, big marijuana advocate. Uh, I mean, it's like the marijuana industry is, is going to boom soon. Um, Bill C.I. Uh, dash one one eight marijuana in this all this would authorize the legislature or a certain or a citizen initiative to set a legal age for marijuana purchase use and possession that passed then in the same ballot on the same ballot l dash one ninety under marijuana legalizes marijuana for individuals over the age of twenty one and taxes the sale of non medical marijuana at a rate of 20%. Huge tax. And it passed. It passed just because of the fact people want legal weed. They don't want to go to this drug dealer in an alley. They don't want to go to this drug dealer in someone's house. The cops are staking it out. They don't want those problems. Old timey, old timers, they don't want that problem. They just want to go somewhere that's a business that looks like any other business. They can walk in and get their goods. They don't want to see people, you know, that they worked with there. They they just want they want to they want to do this as discreet as possible, and that's what this allow is going to allow people to do. In Nebraska, they passed everything. Like Nebraska voters, you you can give them anything, and they're gonna vote yes on it. It's like y'all, someone's paying attention to us. Amendment no Amendment one. Uh, this revolves around language, and I and I love Nebraska. Repeals language allowing slavery and voluntary servitude as criminal punishments. That's so weird that it's just been hanging around in people's uh, cons like in state constitutions. Like, what is it for the 
for the porno people or something? Was that why they left it in there? Like, the jig is up. So that passed. They're getting rid of that language, that weird language, uh, weird stuff going on. Amendment 2. Taxes. Allows TIF money. This is the money for the impoverished, um, the disproportionated communities. Uh, allows TIF for 20 years for extreme blight. So this is very broad, but they passed it in Nebraska because I don't know how many areas in Nebraska they they have like this, but I mean, enough people decided this was a good idea. Uh, they have a new uh, initiative, 42B. Uh, this goes around banking. Limits the interest rate that payday lenders charge to 36% per year. That's outrageous, but they charge way higher, way higher. So 36% cap. That passed. Initiative 429. Uh, gambling changes the Constitution to allow statutes authorizing games of chance at licensed racetracks. Nebraska went big on horse racing. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. But they went big on racetracks. They're not like a racetrack slash casino type deal. Not just casinos. They're looking at more of racing horses. Um, and other things, but mainly racing horses. An initiative 430 gambling authorizes games of chance at licensed racetracks and establishes a governing commission over uh, the gaming, the, the gambling that's happening there. So that's good. They passed that. And the last initiative, 431, again, around gambling enacts a tax on any games of chance operated at racetracks, which they actually gave the people an option to say no here. They gave you an option to say no. And people said, yes, tax us. So in all this goodness, they got caught up in, they got caught up in the tax. They got stuck paying a tax that they could have said no to. That they could have said, no, we don't want that. We want the gambling. Yeah, yeah, give us the gambling. But don't tax it. Don't tax us on it. Just charge more. Whatever you got to do. Make your make your drinks or something more, whatever. I don't know, but they got screwed. They got burned there. They could have said no. Now they probably told them if you say no to the tax, and what's in it for the government? Well, there's gonna be a lot, and they're gonna make a lot of money. Whether there's a tax on this or not, believe me. You know, someone walks up, puts twenty thousand dollars down, and they lose. I mean, that's $20,000 profit, you know what I mean? So it's like the, they're going to make money one way or another, believe me. The the sports books, the casinos, anything to do with gambling, the people running it are the ones making the most money. And never, never forget that, um, that that's how that is set up. So that the people running the show always win. So be careful. Careful what you do. Nevada. Nevada is a state where, you know, you just get a, a a feel for how wild west this state is. Uh, question one revolves around education. Removes the, removes the constitutional status of the Board of Regents, which is really just a nothing. It hasn't been called yet, but it's just a nothing whatever question two revolves around marriage recognizes the marriage of couples regardless of gender and that passed yeah in nevada in nevada they didn't even recognize uh the marriage of couples regardless of gender 
and now they do. So it's a great day. Question number three. Uh, this was uh, the subject is administration of government. Revises duties of the State Board of Pardons Commissioners. That passed. Question number four. This is about suffrage. Creates a constitutional right to certain voting procedures and policies. That passed. Question number six. This revolves around energy. And this is where they backed themselves into a corner. They got caught up in the clean air. They got caught up in the clean water. They got caught up in all this clean, clean, clean. And the germaphobes coming out hard, running the, trying to run the show here. And what happened? They voted yes to requiring utility companies to acquire 50% of their electricity from renewable resources by 2030. So in Nevada, you are going to see your bill skyrocket. Nothing, nothing in there guarantees that your bill is going to be cheaper. It's all hearsay until you see the proof. Where's the proof? The proof is, well, the fact is, your bill's going to go up in Nevada. Your energy bills are going up. Your gas and your natural gas is going to go up. Your electricity is going to go up. And let's see. You got internet? Okay. Yeah, they're going to charge you more for that. They're going to charge you more. They're going to charge you more and say, uh, well, we got to put more gas in. We got to put, uh, you know, gas on the truck. We need uh, certain things for the truck. They're going to come up with stuff. They're going to make stuff up. They have no choice. They've been backed into a corner. They're going to pass it on to you, the consumer. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. So they got they got burned there. Then in uh, New Jersey, New Jersey, which is the the armpit of America, is what people call it. They had three ballot uh initiatives and uh they all passed public question one legalize the possession and use of marijuana that passed uh no problem in new jersey they what else they got look to look forward to what else do you have to look forward to in new jersey i don't know people that have lived there have come and told me it was great but they're here and not there so there's something off right have you ever had that someone come and tells you man this place was great man this was a cool place but then they're where you're at. Uh-huh. Public question two. Taxes as uh, a subject makes peacetime veterans eligible to receive the veterans property tax deduction. That passed. Public question three. Redistricting. Delays the state legislative redistricting process and use of new districts if census data is received after February 15th. So that's just a buy time. The main thing was passing weed. And uh, helping out the peacetime veterans because uh, they're not getting that property tax uh, deduction because they were uh, a peacetime veteran when there's no, when there's no war. New Mexico, uh, they they lit up those scorecard green. They didn't vote no on anything. They're again, it's like one of those states. You just put anything in front of them, they'll say yes to it. Constitutional amendment one. Uh, revolving around government makes the public regulation commission a three-member appointed commission okay i guess that's going to be easier to follow along with constitutional amendment two elections is a subject amends the new mexico constitution to allow for laws that adjust the date of election and term 
for non-statewide office holders. Very weird. And they passed that. Very, very weird because it's a power grab by the left, but it could easily be used for power grab by the right if they take enough of uh, of uh, the majority. So that's something to watch out for in the future. Bond question A. Bond issues issues $33.3 million in bonds for senior citizen facility improvements. That passed. Another bond question. Issues $9.7 million in bonds for public libraries. That passed. Another bond question. The last question for New Mexico. Issues $156.3 million in bonds for public higher education institutions, special public schools, and tribal schools. That all passed. So they're just... They just got money to blow. They just got millions to blow. And uh, taxpayers in New Mexico, get ready. Get ready for an overhaul of your taxes like you've never seen. That's what happens when you're going to spend money. It's got to be made up somewhere else. You're going to spend money in one place. You have to be making money in another place to be able to spend that money. They're coming for the taxpayer. Who else are they going to go after? The big bad business that they count on their donations from? No, they're coming after the taxpayer. North Dakota. Constitutional Measure 1. Education. They wanted to increase the membership of the Board of Higher Education from 8 to 15. It sounds like what the Democrats want to do with the Supreme Court. They said no, because in North Dakota they have brains. They have smarts in North Dakota. run by It's a state run by smart people. Constitutional measure two, direct democracy measure, um, requires initiated constitutional amendments passed by voters to be submitted to the legislature. Uh, if the legislature does not approve the measure, the measure would need to be placed on the ballot again and will become effective if approved by the voters a second time. And they said no, because it's just a ring around the rosy. It just, you'll, you'll take forever to get something done. You'll end up with a ballot measure. They say no, or they say uh, yes, the legislature doesn't approve. Um, then they put their ballot back on there, and then the people might say, well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want it now. It, it would have been good, but now it's not good. And it could have been something that really could have helped. So I don't like that. I say if you're going to do it, then do it. Don't wait eight years or six years and then come back and tell me, oh, we might still do this. Here, come and vote again. On the same thing that you already did. That's a lot of times what you see with ballot initiatives. State question 802 healthcare expands Medicaid in Oklahoma to certain low-income adults between 18 and 65 with incomes below 133% of the federal poverty level, which has not been adjusted properly. The federal poverty level is not correct, um, but that's okay. It's okay. That's fine. But they passed that in Oklahoma, um, expanding the state Medicaid program. So, like I said, I guess the state's rich. I guess the state is rich in Oklahoma if they can afford to do that. Or if the voters decide they can afford to do that. Um, the, that was June 30th, 2020. Um, the, there are two questions for November 3rd. Both, uh, failed. Um, one was prohibiting a convicted person from felony convictions from being used to calculate future punishments that failed decreased payments made to the tobacco settlement employment trust fund from 75% to 25%. Um, that, that, that failed as well. 
Then we get into a weird uh, state of really, really deep blue state that's uh, a very, a very troubled state. A very, uh, if you want to look at a state and say, here's America. And you want to say this is, you know, and you could point to these different places and say, wow, they got, you know, this is a strong part of the country here. And this is a strong part of the country and the economy's booming here. Then you look at this state, Oregon. And it's just like, what happened? Like, is it just misfits? Is it just the the state of misfits? Or is it just the misfits that vote in Oregon? Because they made a lot of crazy choices. A lot of crazy choices. Maybe, maybe we'll come, you know, be able to uh, sit at the campfire and say, wow, these, this all turned out to be great. However, I don't get that feeling. They did one good measure, 107, authorizing... Uh, the state legislature and local governments to enact laws and ordinances limiting campaign contributions and expenditures, requiring disclosures, and requiring that political advertisements identify the people or entities that paid for them. Um, so that's good. That needed to be done. Needs to be done in more states. Measure 108 increases cigarette tax from 1.33 per pack to $3.33 per pack. Imposes tax on nicotine instant delivery systems such as e-cigarettes at a rate of 65% of the wholesale price. Dedicates the revenues to Oregon Health Authority for medical and health programs. Yeah, right. So they're just taxing tobacco out of the shops is what they're trying to do here. And trying to hurt the small business owner that doesn't have much of a business left. They passed that resoundingly. The Measure 109, law enforcement, food and agriculture. They legalized psycholobin uh, 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 mushrooms. They just legalized shrooms. They're just they're called shrooms. You call it got a technical term for everything. I just look, they're shrooms. They're mushrooms. They're shrooms. They get you messed up. They're shrooms. And they legalize those. Weird. Just a weird thing. Just with everything going on, that's what you decided. Okay. Better, you know, whatever. Measure 110, drug crime policy in healthcare. Decriminalize possession of certain drugs, like meth. Like hard, really hard drugs. And establishes a drug addiction treatment and recovery program. Funded by the state's marijuana tax revenue. Oh boy. They passed that. No problem. Look at Rhode Island. They had one question, uh, and it was a simple question: Do you want to remove Providence Plantations from the official state name? That can't be too hard, right? So they all voted yes on that. That can't be hard. South Dakota. They had three initiatives. They voted yes on all three: two for marijuana, one for gambling. Uh, they are going to have uh, a medical marijuana program in South Dakota that passed. They legalized recreational use of marijuana um, and the sale of hemp by April 1st, 2022. Uh, gambling, they're, they're legalizing sports betting in Deadwood and requires that uh, the, low, the, rev, the net revenue 
be dedicated to historic res- uh, restoration and preservation of Deadwood. You look at Utah. Well, they had quite a few things and they passed them all. Again, Utah is a band of voters that you can put anything in front of and they're almost certain to pass it. Makes language in the state constitution gender neutral. That passed. Specifies qualifications of a legislator applies of the time of election or appointment rather than the time a legislator assumes office. That passed. Repeals a constitutional exemption. Uh, exception on the ban of slavery that allowed for slavery and involuntary servitude as punishment for a crime. Just weird that they still had that floating around in there. Like, you know, it's, what's going on? It's all coming to light now. Specifies the circumstances under which a municipality may commit water resources or supply water outside its boundary or exchange water resources and revise provisions surrounding municipal water rights. That passed. Creates a state constitutional right to hunt and fish for Utah residents. That passed. That's a big one. Uh, provides that the legislature may set the session start date and state statute excludes state holidays from the limit of number of days in a session. That that passed. Allows the legislature to use revenue from income taxes and property taxes to support children and to support individuals with a disability. And that passed. So Utah looking out for their own, and that's good. That's what a state should do. Uh, just keep in mind that there's... 49 other states plus territories. Um, in Virginia, I mean, who wants to talk about Virginia? What a letdown. What a letdown. It looked like they, uh, there was a lot, of, a lot of Trump votes coming in from Virginia. And then the fix was in, right? And then it was bye-bye. Washington, uh, referendum 90, education, repeal Senate bills 5395 regarding sexual health, education, and public schools. So they're getting rid of it. They're getting rid of sex ed in school in Washington state. Just goofy. Just buck goofy. Uh, then they voted down the remaining five initiatives. Four of those revolved around taxes. They were just all goofy. And then uh, one was a long, uh, allow, allowing funds for long-term care services and supporting trust accounts to be invested by the state. It's not a bad idea. Um, but again, they said the same thing here in Illinois, that they were going to do that, and it's not panning out. So uh, there's that. Wisconsin, uh, the only thing they voted on was for Marcy's Law, and they passed Marcy's Law, so the victim. Victim rights. And we're all about victims' rights. Uh, remove, uh, in Wyoming, they had uh, an amendment here, a constitutional amendment A. This was for public works and government finances. Removing the constitutional limit on local indebtedness for the creation of sewage systems. So this is just weird, right? It's just like, here we go, Wyoming. You know, you may not know much about Wyoming, but the no's have it. You know, uh, the no's have it. Um, and it's weird because it was, uh, it wasn't like it was over yet. There were still votes left, but there wasn't going to be enough for a majority is what they were looking for. And there wasn't going to be enough for a majority. So the no's have it there. 
then you get into a little bit more uh kind of simple really simple things but for like dc they had an initiative um in dc they wanted initiative uh, 81 declare that investigations and arrests related to non-commercial prices with in theogenic plants and fungi are among the district's lowest law enforcement priorities and they that passed like okay people like they're really hunting that down then in uh puerto rico they asked again you know like they do all the time they ask the people in puerto rico hey you still want to be part of the united states hey hey where do we see you we're waving to you you want to be the state yeah and they said, yeah, they all voted yes. Uh, not all, but, you know, the majority of people in Puerto Rico do want to become part of the United States of America. They want to be United States citizens. I'm all for it. U.S. Virgin Islands. Constitutional convention question. Very important. This is a very important question. This is the most important question. It showed up in Iowa. They let us down huge, hugely let us down. Not in the U.S. Virgin Islands. These people have figured it out here. They came together. They brought the tiki torches. Whatever they had to do. They had a good meeting. It worked out. It passed. Voters uh, to include a constitutional convention. And it did pass in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So there's very, very... uh, There's a bright spot. To end the show today on a bright note. The U.S. Virgin Islands overwhelmingly support a constitutional convention. Um, and I will tell people one thing about Puerto Rico. Um, the great thing about Puerto Rico, the one thing I really like about Puerto Rico is that if they do become a state, you're going to see them be more Republican. And it'll come back to bite the Democrats. I think they're just going to, these the Puerto Rican people will only vote Democrat. No, no, no. These people will vote uh, and lean more conservative, and I guarantee it. It's been great. I've had a lot of fun. We went through all the ballot measures, the ballot initiatives. We talked about what was on the ballot uh, a little bit prior to twenty uh, November 3rd, 2020. That was leading up to the election. We talked about the election and the ballot measures that were all over this election, all over the country. People came, showed up in, in droves and droves and droves to vote and uh, let their voice be heard. Let democracy ring, however you want to say it. It has just been a pleasure, a real, true pleasure to do the podcast, be here with all of you um, that are listening and that will hear this, uh, whether it's today, tomorrow, or sometime in the future. Remember, uh, love yourself a little bit more today. Uh, we're making great progress, progress in this country, fighting the virus. We have to continue to stay vigilant and, you know, uh, keep just keep everything in front of you keep everything in front of you right now don't let anything get behind you it's very important we stick together uh through the upcoming road ahead that's going to be very rocky so i got a hidden gem for you we got a hidden gem uh gonna throw one out there mine as well uh they haven't given Hidden Gem out in a while. Hidden Gem, I want everybody that listens 
to go watch uh, after Thursday Night Football. I encourage you to watch or uh, find uh, wherever you go to watch your movies. The Mummy Rebirth. The Mummy Rebirth is the hidden gem of the week. I hope you enjoy the show. Remember, go to FancyPreston.com. The podcast is on there. Everything I write about is on there. All my opinions, all my good sports picks, all that good stuff is on there. Then you can find me on Twitter at Preston's Day Off. Just like you know, just like uh, when Ferris Bueller had the day off, I get the day off. Uh, so Preston's Day Off. Same thing on Facebook, facebook.com slash Preston's Day Off. Anchor.fm slash Preston Super Show. You can also find this show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, um, and just wherever you listen to podcasts. I mean, it doesn't matter. At this point, I have it up everywhere. So remember, share it with somebody that's interested in what I'm talking about. Don't bug people, but if they're interested in hearing common sense and decency and brotherhood and respect, point them in the right direction. Point them to the super show. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.